Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare what's up this your boy little duval and check out my podcast conversations with unk on the black effect podcast network each and every tuesday conversations with unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness unlike my work on stage i tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh every tuesday listen to conversation with unk hosted by Lil duval on the black effect podcast network iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Back at it again, and the story, the NFL getting back at it, those exhibition football games. So stimulating last week, they're going to play even more this weekend, and we will react to everything. That's how we roll. But one of the storylines that caught my attention here the last day or so has been a whole lot of nothing regarding Khalil Mack. Now, the contract negotiation, which is really not the right way to phrase it, Right? Because the right way to phrase it would be there is no negotiation. Khalil Mack wants a new contract. The Raiders know they don't have to give him a new contract. And so we have a standoff. Khalil Mack isn't playing for the Raiders. The Raiders are doing nothing. They know they don't have to do anything. Because unless Khalil Mack is planning on going out and getting a real job, he's got no choice. He's going to eventually play for the Raiders this year. Maybe he'll miss a game in the regular season. Uh, or or two, but at some point he is going to play football, and the only place he's going to play football is with the Raiders, unless the Raiders decide they want to do something else. So this whole thing is stuck in molasses, and it's not going to change until we get closer to the regular season, which is still, unfortunately, many, many weeks away, and a lot of prognosticators, now I, not me because I am the distant relative of the great Nostradamus, are predicting that this is going to end badly for the silver and black attack. And since there is no 
closure, at least close to being on the horizon until the regular season comes around, that this has led to what? Banging of the drum for a trade of Khalil Mack. All right, the trade deadline in the NFL is October 30th. Very spooky. Right? Halloween time of the year right there. Ooh, scary. Scary, scary stuff. Get your Relax. pumpkin. Get your pumpkin ready. So between now and October 30th at the trade deadline, will Khalil Mack be moved? Now, there has been one team in particular that has been tossed out as a primo destination. I don't know if you've been following this or not, if you've heard. Uh, if not, perhaps you have not been paying attention. I can't blame you. I mean, how, how if you're not a Raider fan, who really cares about a random linebacker? I don't care how good you think Khalil Mack is. The greatness of the Raiders. Well, Mr. Davis has been gone for a while now. And even when he was around the last couple of years, not so good. So it is believed that the mystery team, which is not a mystery because it's been tossed around now, the echo chamber of sports conversation, the team that's been tossed out there is a legit possibility for the Packers, the Green Bay Packers, I should say, with Khalil Mack coming to Green Bay and then the Raiders getting some draft picks. The mainstream media, you know what? Roberto does not approve of that. The mainstream media says the Raiders would deal Khalil Mack to Wisconsin for a couple of blocks of cheese, Parmesan cheese, and two first-round picks. The Packers happen to have two first-round picks. Those would go back to Oakland. So Green Bay would use their own pick and a pick they got from the New Orleans Saints in the 2019 draft. That would go to John Gruden. All right, so let's discuss. So that's the that's the speculation that the Packers are the favorite to land the services of Khalil Mack. If you were the Packers, would you trade that bounty to get Khalil Mack? Would you do it? Now I'm gonna I'm gonna look at this from the Green Bay Packers perspective. I'm sitting in Wisconsin and I'm just hanging out and eating cheese curds, watching the Packers practice. would I make that trade? Yes. And my viewpoint on this, you're playing the odds. You got the squeeze and the blessing. And we will bind all of this together. Now, the first thing that comes into my mind here, you cannot have any trepidation if you're the Green Bay Packers front office in trading away multiple first-round draft picks. Khalil Mack has been an elite player. Now, you know, you can – slice up the numbers and say, well, he wasn't as good last year as he had been the year before, but he's still one of the top defensive players at his position in the NFL, and he is a proven commodity. And you will be trading an unproven commodity, an unknown for a known. You always win that. When you trade the unknown for the known, you win. It's Would you rather have curtain number three or a stack of $7,000. You'd rather have the stack of $7,000. That is a known thing. Draft picks, we've been preaching about this for many, many years. It's the old thing. It's a lottery ticket. It's a scratcher ticket. And, yeah, you could win a couple hundred thousand dollars. Some lotteries, you give out a million dollars on a scratcher ticket. It could happen. But it's more than likely the the case that's not going to happen. And here's what's, what takes place in the draft. Every year, people get so excited at the combine. They have the, the season building up the hype for the NFL draft. And then, more times than not, you end up with, you know what you end up with? A marginal player. You end up with someone who contributes very, very little, doesn't provide any real value to an NFL franchise, and that's what you get in your first round of the draft. Now, that's not just my opinion. That has been proven out. Over time. Now, my evidence on that, you're playing the odds here. All right. And if you, you can trade for an established good player who's not past the age of 30, let's say, you do it. Based on research, 48.5% of all Pro Bowl players were drafted in the first round. A lot of people like to talk about that stat and say, well, 48%, over 48% were drafted in the first round. You know what that means? More than 50%, the chances are you will not be getting an all pro that was drafted in the first round, and nearly 30% of all starters in the National Football League were drafted in the thir- in the first round, right? 30%. That's a big number, close to 30%. But that also means that 70%, there's a 70% chance 
that you draft someone that doesn't even start based on those odds if you slice the numbers up. And while I'm not sitting here saying, well, the draft isn't important, of course it's very important, the the, the fact that you don't have to pay top dollar to get most of the players in the draft, I get it, and team building, but it's also blind dart throwing in the draft. So if a team like Green Bay can get Khalil Mack, who's shown that he can play well in the NFL for a couple of draft picks, and you figure both those draft picks are not going to be that high because the Saints think they're going to win the NFC. They're not, but they think they are. And the, the Green Bay Packers are confident that Aaron Rodgers, till he gets hurt, is going to be wonderful, and so they're going to win a bunch of games. So you're trading a couple of first-round picks that are likely in the in the 20 to 32 range to get a proven linebacker who can dominate for the next couple of years. Now, the second thing, the potential possible transaction between Green Bay and Oakland, it makes sense if you look at the front office. Both teams have new leadership. And, you know, not to spend too much time dissecting that and perusing the front office. But John Groom, we mentioned this a while back. I said there was a 40% chance from the Raiders' side that this ends up with Khalil Mack wearing a different set of laundry. But John Gruden wants to show who's the boss with the Raiders and that things are going to be different now with the silver and black. And there's no room for selfish players. Of course, any player that wants to get paid is selfish. That's the, the rules of engagement. And from the Green Bay side of things, you got to squeeze as much out of the Aaron Rodgers toothpaste tube as you can before the expiration date. And while some are trying to sell the fact that this this is the new normal in the NFL, that Tom Brady can win an MVP past the age of 40, and he's still going strong conceivably into his 40s, that is not the normal. That is the outlier. If you bet on the outlier, if you bet on the exception to the rule, you will look like a donkey if you do that. Do not bet on the exception to the rule. The reality is that Aaron Rodgers has already passed his prime. He's going to turn 35 this season. You parlay that with a history of injuries. The clock is a ticket. And Green Bay's also got a new front office. There's a new guy running the Green Bay Packers. Brian Gutenkunst, good name there, he's the new GM of the Green Bay Packers, and he wants to put his stamp on the Packers as well. So, But that I will tell you that clearly from years and years of observing, as a neutral observer doing radio over the years, the Green Bay Packers, this would be an unorthodox move for their stockholders. Not that the stockholders have any power, but it would be an unorthodox move for the Packers. That's normally not how they operate. They are buttoned up. They are conservative. They don't roll making trades of first-round picks to get veteran players. That's, that's abnormal for the Packers. Now, the final thing here, the Raiders have all of the leverage, and that hasn't changed. Just because there's rumors being tossed out, are they being started by the agent for Khalil Mack, the people representing him in his inner circle? It's a possibility. But the, the Raiders have everything in their hand. They can play hardball here. Khalil Mack is not going to go anywhere unless John Gruden gives his blessing that this is okay, this is what I want to do. And we've explained it ad nauseum. We'll do it again here. Khalil Mack, you don't feel sorry for him. You don't feel like he's getting the raw end of the stick. He's going to make $13.8 million. This is the last year of his rookie contract. And the Raiders can take their time. They can whistle Dixie. Uh, they don't have to do anything because the worst-case scenario here for for the Raiders is they just franchise tag Khalil Mack for the next couple of years. They make him their franchise player. and They'll have to pay him a ton of money, but it's one-year contract, one-year contract. And for Khalil Mack, that's a win, too. He'll actually, if he's smart about it, he would end up wanting to be the franchise player for the Raiders because he would make even more money than he's making this upcoming season for the Raiders and – he would do that guaranteed money for the next couple of years. You don't have to show up to training camp when you're the franchise player. Ask Le'Veon Bell about that. You don't have to go to training camp. So you just go through the motions, that whole thing. You show up for the regular season. You get guaranteed money. As long as you don't turn into a stiff and start sucking with the Raiders, you'll get the franchise tag the following year. And then, assuming again that you're not a bum and you're not pathetic and you're good, then you end up getting a big contract after that. So it's a win-win for Khalil Mack. You know, if you don't get an extension, the Raiders just keep placing the franchise tag. That's uh, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Is the the Cousins plan, the Kirk Cousins plan, with the Redskins franchise tag Cousins for two years, and then he goes to the Vikings and signs the biggest contract in the, in the planet at the time 
with the Minnesota Vikings. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. On Fox, if you would like to be part, the lines are open for business. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. And you can be part of the show. We say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. Right over there. Well, welcome back, Ben Maller. Well, thank you, Eddie. It's so so nice to be missed. I, I want to know. I, I I knew I was missed when Koopa Loop walked right by me without even acknowledging that I was here. <laughs> that it was good to be back. That is the kind of producer we have here. No, even hey, Ben, how is your? Uh, how you been? Everything okay? Well, at least Roberto came over and said hello. So he did. He showed some courtesy, which yeah. was nice. Yes. Well, I was already here by the time you showed up, but uh, well, I was so, in the back. So I have a I have a question for you now. Yes. Well, are, are you talking about August twenty fourth in San Berdu? Is that what you're going to ask about? I was not going to ask gonna about that. We're going to be in San Berdu August twenty well, fourth. I look yeah. forward to hearing the details yeah. of that at, at many times during the show. Yeah. Now, when you're out, I have no doubt you get tons of messages on Twitter and yes. emails saying, "Where the hell are you? you? Why aren't you here? Is it flattering that they miss you, or is it annoying that people lose their minds when you take a couple of days off?" Uh, well, at first it's flattering, but then they they don't stop. They badger. They they, <laughs> they they whoever fills in. They could have Howard Stern and his prime <laughs> fill in, and people would rip whoever well, that is. Yeah, that is that's, that's the way it works. That's a little flattering. But then then it morphs into I'm like a factory worker, or I'm like a trained seal. You know, and I gotta I gotta no. entertain, and I gotta you know it's like come on, dance monkey. Exactly. Exactly. But Do you want to uh, explain why you were out? Or? Well, there were some things I had to take care of. But I, I did, uh, before that, um, before I had to take uh, care of some business there, I did have some family in uh, a few days ago that were from, from the East oh, Coast. So I was good. in with them. But uh, yeah, it was nice. So, so what's, up with, what's up with San Bernardino? We have any developments? Well, we're in. We're in. Yep. Uh, we'll be hanging out. It's going to be great. It's coming fast and furious. Here. Tickets are selling good on that. Our little section that we have there, the Maller Militia will Excellent. be all tied in there. So we're going to throw out the first pitch. Uh, I'm told that I will be doing something with the mascot costume. I don't think they realize how tall I am. I don't believe I'll fit in the mascot costume. So that's a bit of a problem. Uh, but it's going to be great. We'll have a wonderful time there on a Friday night in late August, and we'll be chilling out. And, and we don't have to watch exhibition football that night, which is good. So oh, thank avoid, God. Yeah. Avoid that, that nightmare. And some people are already sending me messages on Twitter. Why didn't you start with the Dodger Giant, the rhubarb? Yeah. I think I know why. Well, I'm waiting, Eddie, yeah. for the full effect here because we've been covered up. But we're on the- We want our not, friends in Los Angeles yes. to hear your hot take. And even though I like to think that everyone downloads the podcast or people that in L.A. that love our show would just go to iHeartRadio for the live stream of the show, which is what real P1s do, I also am not naive to the fact that a lot of people are lazy. And whatever happens to be on the radio to a station they like, they'll listen to. And so when our show comes on, on that- Station AM five seventy in LA, the Dodger station. Then we'll we'll address in full in depth team coverage. We'll break it down as a brutal film style because I have a lot to say about that punk that plays catcher oh, for the Giants. Okay. And I will. Uh, I don't want to tip an my un, hand. An here. unbiased opinion, yeah, completely for unbiased. Sure. Of course, completely unbiased. I will give you my thoughts on that. The proper side of history will show, and uh, we will get to that coming up a little bit later. So. We have to. We have some business to take care of, though. We need to have newbie night at some point, which I guess would have to be tomorrow, right? Okay. Have to be and the talent show. The talent show is going to be just a couple of days before the minor league baseball appearance. All right. So we have to set that up, and the way we were talking about doing it, I believe this is still the plan, is that we will have, uh, you know, throughout the show sprinkled in for uh, enhancement. Some performance. It's like a talent Ooh, show when you were in some, elementary school. Some performance enhancement. Very yeah. good. Now, do we, we're going to have our gong. We will have a gong. And just because you're on the talent show does not mean that your entire performance will get through. Like, if you want to go read a haiku and it stinks, we're not going to allow you to read the entire haiku. You're not going to be able seems, to get that. Seems yeah. reasonable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and, and who are the judges? We're the judges. It's totally uh, subjective. Whatever we think, whatever we feel, we will eliminate you. And But at the end... Someone will be crowned the champion, the first ever champion of the Ben Maller Show talent show. I guess it would just be the Ben Maller talent show because show would be repetitive. If you use show twice, that sounds stupid. <laughs> so we'll just call it the Ben Maller talent show or we can you know, Maller Militia talent show if you want to be more formal. Whatever you want to be. Maller Militia talent Maller, show. Maller cool. Militia talent show. 
Uh, so we'll do that coming up in a couple weeks. So if you'd like to schedule an appearance yeah. on that, if you have something, now you have to get on the air here and you have to run it by us and we have to approve that. And if we if we think it's a good idea, if you may want to sing something or play an instrument. I don't know how many other acts we can have. Yeah, it's pretty much musically based. Yeah. We're going to do stand-up comedy. We have some comedians that claim to listen to the show. Impressions. We've got oh, uh, yes. our guy in Australia. The Aussie guy. That. Yeah. Oh, the Aussie guy is wonderful. I hope he enters. I, I There's no guarantee. I don't know that he's going to enter or not, but we have that open. We look forward to that. All right. Again, the number, if you'd like to be part. And it's, we just don't need newbie night one night a month or one night every two months. You can be, have new callers anytime. You can call right now if you've never called before. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. Now, now Ben, I think yes, you should Koopaloo. mention. Yes, Yes, I was winding down. But what do you have, Koopaloo? Well, it's only a four-hour show. Yeah. So – I'm depending on how popular this idea is for this uh-huh. uh, this talent show. Yeah, we may have a limited number of uh, contestants. So if if it's something you really want to do, make sure you know yeah. you you get in because I feel like I feel like we're gonna have hundreds of people that want to perform, and we'll, we'll probably have to cap it at like ten. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So if you're thinking about it, just do it. Now, if you're gonna do it, do it though. You know what I mean? I don't we had a lot of guys that's oh, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, and then they chicken out. They they they're like Dodger relief pitchers. They turtle up and they <laughs> run away. You know, in the ninth inning. So don't if you're gonna do it, we'd like you to be part of it. Yeah. If you don't, if you're not into it, that's fine. You don't have to do it. There's other people that would love to do it. But if you're into it, and the cool thing about this, unlike my talent show when I was in junior high school, and I embarrassed the hell out of myself and got up on stage in front of everybody when I was in junior high school, unlike that, I did too. Oh, you did too. Good. No one can see you here. It's just your voice. And you can use a fake name if you want. So it's all good. Now, will Coop have to do some of his quality screening? Will they have to perform a little bit for Coop to see if it's worthy well, of we, getting on? We'd like to do some of that on the air. But yeah, I mean, well, they have to ask on the air. The request has to be made. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. We might or might not hear the audio here in a moment, but I'll give you my version of events that took place. The Dodgers and Giants playing a random baseball game on a Tuesday night. Now, typically that is not worthy of too much conversation in these parts unless something like blank happened. What is blank, you say? I will tell you. It was the seventh inning. Dodgers and Giants. Yasiel Puig is at the plate. He had fouled off a pitch. He just missed it. Just missed it, and it was, uh, I believe the count was 2-1. and one. I think that was the count at the time. But, but Nick Hundley, vagabond, nondescript, marginal baseball player, Nick Hundley, uh, was talking under the cover of a catching mask as he was the catcher, and he was goading Yasiel Puig, right? And whatever Nick Hundley said, and we don't know, Whatever it was, was the right combination of words, and that then led to this. Now, Puig and Hundley are going at it, and the bench is clear. Puig and Hundley, I'm not sure what caused it, and now Hundley has been tackled. Pence is in the middle of it now, getting Hundley out of the way. The benches have cleared. The bullpens have cleared. Not sure what was said, but we can tell you what was done. Puig is really hot. Bob Guerin trying to keep him away from the scrum. They started chirping, and then all of a sudden, pushing and shoving, and benches clearing. Uh, So that was the voice of Charlie Steiner, the Dodgers radio there, AM570 in Los Angeles. So we had a, a mild fracas. Uh, I like to use the word Donnybrook. It's one of my favorite words. I don't use it enough. Donnybrook. Brouhaha is another word that we could use to describe what happened. Uh, but it was a whole lot of nothing. You know, because one guy's holding the baseball bat. The guy holding the baseball bat, if you really want to go scorched earth and get into a uh, a, a kind of a, a fight for the ages, it has happened in baseball history where you take the baseball bat and it's called blunt force trauma. That didn't happen. Uh, that didn't happen. But they, they went back and forth there. And uh, so be it. And when the dust had settled there, Puig was ejected and Nick Hundley was ejected. Uh, So the question here is this. We're going to frame it this way. Whose side are you on? Are you on the side of Yasiel Puig or the side of Nick Hundley, the Gigantes catcher? 
who went into instigator mode, right? And he, it clearly worked here. Now, I'm going to take the side of Yasiel Puig. Why? Because that's the right side. That's the right side of this. I've analyzed it. I happen to be watching the game as this happened. Uh, although, granted, I was watching the Dodger-Giant game, but I was zoning out. I was I was focused on something else, and I had the, uh, the game on. I was like, oh, wait a minute. We got to fight. We got to throw down. But then it sounded much worse than it was. It was benching, benches clearing. But it did not reach, and I want to I want to yell this from the top of the microphone here. It did not reach full on tussle. It was not a tussle. It was uh, it's like all right, we'll run out, and a couple guy got a guy got shoved down there. Hunley got tossed down by a Dodger coach, uh, and one of the Giant players came over. Uh, but I'm on the side of Yasiel Peak. Now my thoughts on this: you've got the instigator, the unwritten rules, and spineless. And I will combine all these things for you. And we'll begin with the first thing that pops into my head when I saw this. Nick Hundley was how this all began. Now, you can say Yasiel Puig escalated it, and I wouldn't disagree. And Yasiel Puig, you know, you're supposed to not do that. You're supposed to keep your wits about you. And Puig didn't keep his wits about him. But Nick Hundley was the one that started. Yasiel Puig was minding his own business attempting to hit a baseball, which currently has been a gigantic problem for everyone wearing Dodger blue. They have collectively forgotten. They've got amnesia. They don't know how to hit a baseball. That's a different conversation. But you got to put the blame where the blame belongs, and that is on the instigator. And the instigator here that fanned the flames is Nick Hundley. Who? That I don't even know who the guy is. Never he's heard a, of him. He's a journeyman vagabond baseball player, and it was him. He was the guy that did it. He ignited it. He stirred it up. He he was the one that was there, standing by, pouring gasoline on the fire, and then shocked when it, just a small little fire burst into an inferno. Couldn't believe it. When you mess with Yasiel Puig. He is not going to sit back. He is, if you provoke Yasiel Puig, he is the bull. He will come at you like a bull would come after you. Now, I, I mentioned the last hour, but maybe you weren't listening. I have my, my family from the East Coast was visiting over the weekend, and uh, they were in Africa. They went on like, a, like an African, you know, to see all the big five there in Africa. And they told me that the, the animals there, the lions and all that, and the elephants and the rhinos, they all respect the car. But they were told by the person that was leading them on this safari that if you got out of the car, that that is a sign of disloyalty to the lion, that you don't respect their space and they will attack you or the, or the elephant. All that. And, and with Yasio Pui, all right, if you ignite him, if you attempt as a lighter, and, and, and you're trying to get him going there, whatever combination of words Hunley said were the right combination. And, you know, Hun- again, Hunley was doing his own thing. He was, stay in your lane. He was staying in his lane. Attempting to hit a baseball, which is the hardest damn thing to do for these bums, and he was trying to do that. Now, the second thing here, part B, uh, this catcher, Nick Hunley, now he never played for the Cheating Cardinals, but this is the kind of donkey crap that we get from the Cardinal way. He might as well play for the St. Louis Cheating Cardinals. It, because what Hunley was, I know exactly what Hunley was doing here. Hunley was being the troublemaker. Right? He overreacted. And these old school losers in baseball, they they don't get it. That Nick Hunley's part of that fraternity, apparently with that thinking. He was upset because Yasio Puig, you know what Yasio Puig, Puig's crime was against humanity? He was frustrated. He fouled the pitch off. So what did he do? He he grabbed at the bat. He tossed the bat, grabbed at it, right? And this was an act of disrespect. This is one of the unwritten rules of baseball. And so in Nick Hunley's little mind, he was upholding the unwritten rules of baseball. He was offended. The Giants catcher's sensibilities were thrown off because Puig slapped at a bat. That is baseball. 
I love baseball. We got to get rid of this. It's a disease. It's a cancer. People like Nick Hundley. Oh, my God. Yasiel Puig slapped at the bat. That's a sign of disrespect. Oh, my. It's so stupid. Now, many many have pointed out that Puig attempted a Superman punch in the middle of that. But it was really more of a a slap. It It was a shove. If Yasiel Puig had punched Nick Hundley, even with Nick Hundley in catching gear, Nick Hundley would be in a hospital right now if that was the case. Let's be honest about this. And how much toughness did Hundley show as he was wearing the catcher's gear? Now, you could say that was a smart move there because he was the smaller man. He would have been uh, demolished if he had not taken off the catching gear, if there had been a clean shot there. But it's it's the whole story, right? It's you know it's a punk move by Hundley. Now again, I will point out that Yasiel Puig, you got to bite your tongue a little bit. I saw some of the quotes coming out of the the Dodger locker room there. Puig att- attempting to talk about what happened there. He said, "quote Part of the quote was, I'm not going to let them act like that in our house.' Oh, our that's like a football thing. Our house, the big house." <laughs> But what were what were the combination of words? Now, some people are blaming Eric Cooper, who I guess is the umpire. I don't know who that is, but I guess he's the umpire. And Cooper was interviewed, the umpire. No, is he, he might be related to Justin Cooper. I don't know. I don't think they're related. But Eric Cooper, the umpire, was interviewed, and he said – now, he, the umpire was right near all of this. And the umpire did not intervene. The umpire was just kind of like – I think he was enjoying it. Like, this is kind of good. These guys are going back and forth. I like this. The umpire was getting some new baseballs from the ball boy uh, that was running out to give them baseballs, and the umpire said, well, there's something that was said at the plate. Puig stepped up. He just, like, described what you just heard, and the fight started. Uh, The umpire was asked, was there anyone else involved that was considered for ejection in the altercation? And the umpire said, we ejected who we felt needed to be ejected. Well, thank you. Captain Obvious. Uh, he says, what did you see that warranted the ejection of Puig? And then the umpire said he took a quote from every NFL coach, every NBA coach I've ever interviewed. His quote was, watch the tape. That was his quote. Watch the tape. You'll see why he had to be ejected. It's on the tape was the quote from Eric Cooper, the umpire. But wait, there's more. Why was Hunley ejected? Uh, why was that announced later? The umpire was asked. The umpire said there was no delay. He said, if anything, we were getting together as a group and talking about how we were going to handle it. We needed to put warnings out, so we had to make sure we were all on the same page. So pretty harmless, pretty harmless quotes uh, from the umpire, at least the ones I see in front of me right here. Uh, But, again, it it began because of Yasiel Puig swinging and fouling a pitch off and slapping at his bat. God forbid, the horror of horrors that that happened. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. Makes the whole giant organization look bad. You know, Nick Hundley, they're the Giants. They got to hope that Hundley gets suspended. I would release his ass. He sucks anyway. Get rid of him. Get him out of there. The whole deal. Now, the last thing here. The last, I would like to address, speaking of the uh, animals in Africa, the elephant in the room here. The Dodger bullpen is absolutely spineless. You know, sometimes in life, you have to do things above and beyond the call of duty. Like, you're hired to do a job, especially in the last, like, 10 years or so. If you've been in the workforce in America for the last 10 years, I think it's anywhere. I don't think it's just America. Oftentimes, you are asked to do things that you are not hired to do, uh, that you have to do more to help your employer out. Happens all the time. Even in jobs like this, in radio, right? Even these kind of jobs, you have to do things sometimes that are uncomfortable, that you don't like to do, that you weren't hired to do. You can either embrace those things and rise to the occasion, or you can be a spineless Dodger relief pitcher because Kenley Jansen has a, a bad heart, right? He's got, a, he's got a, a bad ticker that they're trying to work out, trying to get that fixed, and he had to go on the DL, completely understandable, and so other guys had to step up. Who knew that Kenley Jansen was the glue to the Dodgers? Nine runs in the ninth inning the last four games the Dodger bullpen's allowed. Nine runs in the the ninth inning the last four games. Six straight blown leads. Six straight blown leads. You talk about embracing opportunity. 
and then getting up on the mound, going into the full windup and vomiting. That's the Dodger bullpen right there. Vomit here, vomit there, vomit everywhere. And don't get me started on Manny Machado. Do you know, do you know that Manny Machado, let me tell you something, Machado has as many hairstyles as he does home runs as a Dodger. Two. Two hairstyles, two home runs as a Dodger. This, no, no, this is false advertising. I want my money back. I'm not impressed. I am not impressed with Manny Machado. What the hell's up with that? I mean, you're gonna, you want a $250, $300 million contract? You're finally playing in meaningful games after being stuck in purgatory in Baltimore, and that's how you play Manny Machado? I mean, come on. You're better than that, Machado. You've got All right. I'll relax. Eddie Garcia, Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. Right over there. Well, I am yeah. not an L.A. Dodger lapdog like some on the show. but, uh, well, I, Roberto, I, I but will, I'm, I'm objective. I will agree with you. I don't understand what Nick Hundley's beef was. Yasiel Puig was clearly upset at himself that he had missed a pitch that he thought he should handle. He didn't say anything to Hundley, like grab the barrel of his bat, upset at himself. I, I, I don't understand why Hundley feels, because feels like he has to say anything. Baseball he's, as a community hate Yasiel Puig. He, he's every, he goes against all of the way that they've been taught to play the game, right? He, they can't stand guys like Yasiel Puig, and so they despise him, and, and he was showing up the pitcher, Eddie. They're upset because by slapping oh at the bat, he's showing up the giant pitcher. It's a joke. We have Dave, let's hear from Dave Roberts. Eddie. We got more audio. We're all over this story. Our investigative team is all over this. Let's hear from Dave Roberts here right after the game. Dave Roberts, explain when what happened. Missed, swung and missed. Thought it was a pitch he, he could handle, and Hunley had something to say about it. And Yasiel's intent was not at the pitcher nor at Nick, where he instigated and said something. Yasiel took exception to it. We just, I mean, we didn't really, I mean, we knew that. We knew that. Uh, now, I will point out that the moment the Dodger bullpen went bad, many people with big mouths on the radio and television, uh, fellow gas bags like myself, will say the point where it all went bad, where the Dodger bullpen went rotten, was in Colorado. I say no. I say, after further research, the moment it all went bad, Eddie, was when Dave Roberts brought in Kike Hernandez Here we go. in Philadelphia and thought that he would keep a tie game a tie game. Ever since then, How'd that work out? the Dodger bullpen has lost their way, Eddie. And I blame Dave Roberts for bringing in Kike Hernandez in a tie game and then laughing about it. You had a chance to win a game, and you played for <laughs> six hours, six plus hours, Eddie, whatever it was that night. It seemed like it was 20 hours, and you gave the game away. Yes, like, you did. Like a French soldier. You raised the flag. You said, that's it. I quit. I'm going to retreat. And it's, you're right. The Dodgers have never been the same. That's right. It's they gross. Lost, they've lost first place. They've dropped five in a row. They're free-falling. It is disgusting. Despicable. They've been passed by the Rockies in the stands. The Rockies, oh. Eddie. They don't even play real baseball <sighs> in the altitude. They play that that fake Coors Field baseball. they got to bring in the humidor. It's a joke. And it, the point of demarcation, Kike Hernandez and Dave Roberts bringing him in. Let's remember, Dave Roberts takes. Uh, What's that, Roberto? Dave Roberts doesn't really manage the team. Uh, we know. Oh, that. that's right. There's a, a computer that does it, right? Yeah, Isn't there a exactly. computer that does manage it? I'd like to take a baseball bat to the computer. Of course, now everything's on the cloud, so it really wouldn't work. They just, you know, it's, it's on the cloud, so it really wouldn't matter. And Manny's coming around. He had an RBI today. Robert, yeah, I know you've got a Manny Machado shirt, and I respect that about you—that you were you were one of the early believers in Manny Machado. <laughs> I'm not impressed. I'm not. I'm not impressed. I, He's I was, coming along, man. I was expecting Manny Wood 2.0, the, the fully roided Let's up. Let's remember, yeah, Manny 2.0 was roided up on something. Yeah, but Machado was really good for the Orioles, like really good for the Orioles. And with the Dodgers, he's been eh, just he's been okay. Yeah. He's, he's coming been, along. He's, he's not an impact player. He hasn't been an impact player since he got to the Dodgers. No, he hasn't. He's not. I think uh, after tonight, Brian Dozier has been more impactful than That's true. Machado's batting 255 with the Dodgers. He was batting 315. He has a 394 slugging with the Dodgers. 
Machado does. Yeah, his average is already down to 300, I believe. His OPS is 730. With the Orioles, it was 960. Is that all Dodger Stadium? Is that the marine layer at Dodger Stadium? Is that why he can't hit? It's the marine layer. It's a product. He's a, so he's a fraud. Machado's a fraud. He's a product. At this point, until proven otherwise, he's a product of Camden Yards. You got a new haircut, new hairstyle, though. Look good. That's what I said. He's got two hairstyles and two home runs <laughs> as a Dodger. That's what he's got. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Let's do it right. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And we bring in the Coop Deluxe. Now, reports surfaced on Monday that the Clippers fired former uh, San Antonio Spur Bruce Bowen, who was working as an analyst for the team after he made critical comments about Kawhi Leonard. Apparently, they are delusional, thinking Kawhi Leonard wants to come to the Clippers. That's your, your uh, commentary. Ben, that's, that's an opinion. It's what not do you have I... to say for your disgrace of an organization? Well, it, it's really the, the only disgrace here is you, Koopa Loop, on this. And let me, let me explain why. Uh, it's fake news. You fell for fake news. Okay? It is. Uh, he, let me tell you what happened here. Bruce Bowen is simply trying to save face. He's a guy that lost a job. It's embarrassing. <laughs> oh, right? It's a false correlation. It doesn't equal causation. This had nothing to do. His comments had nothing to do with the loss of his job. They were pretty harmless comments about Kawhi Leonard. Bruce Bowen had, was never embraced by the Clipper fan. Uh, Bowen is Spurs trash. That's what he is. He's got no connection to the Clippers. Uh, he never vied with the iconic Ralph Lawler, Holy Smokers, Bingo, and all that. There was no connection. And so what Bowen is doing is trying to spin this like, hey, I'm the bad guy. And he also wants to be in the good graces with the Spurs fans by saying, hey, look, you know, I was ripping Kawhi Leonard. I lost my job because of it. And now they've been, he's been offered a job at like the San Antonio Zoo or something like that. It's absurd. And secondly, again, the thing that Bowen said about Kawhi Leonard wasn't that bad. And he, he was simply embracing the dogma of Greg Popovich and – Leonard, uh, he's he, you know he's, he's the biggest pussy willow on the planet here. If he's oh I can't sign with a team because a broadcaster said something. Of course, that's not why Bowen's out. He's out because he was bad at his job. Next, good start. Uh, Woj reported yesterday that Carmelo Anthony would be coming off the bench for the Rockets, but then he quickly clarified that Carmelo would still have the chance to earn a starting spot heading into the season. Ben, what do you think ends up happening? Does Melo start or not? Well, it's not complex. I, I imagine here's what's going to happen. Carmelo will infest the Rocket locker room with all of his bad habits. He will start. He will come off the bench over the course of the season. First of all, Houston's going to attempt to bring Carmelo Anthony off the bench. That won't work. And then Mike D'Antoni will attempt to pacify Carmelo and put him in the Rockets' starting lineup. All right? Based on the diminishing skill set, the bad work habits – it is sensible to think that this is going to be a disaster. And secondly, when I say disaster, don't get me wrong. Like on the surface, Carmelo Anthony looks fine. It's like, well, he's, he still looks like he can play. Uh, and the Rockets will win a bunch of games during the regular season, but they have no chance with Carmelo winning in the playoffs outside of five Golden State Warriors getting in a demolition derby and running into each other. Uh, forget about it. All right, next. Now, Pete Carroll said in a recent interview that he's not worried about the huge amount of turnover the team is facing with Richard Sherman, Michael Bennett, Cliff Avril, Cam Chancellor, all gone. Earl Thomas is still holding out. But he pointed out the most important position has been consistent. Ben, do you think Russell Wilson is going to be enough to keep the uh, Seahawks competitive in the West? Well, before the 12th man calls up, it's Averill, Cliff Averill. But, uh, but oh, no, excuse me. what's your definition of competitive? I'm going to sell on the Seattle Seahawks here. But number one, Pete Carroll, he's all about optimism and all that, rah, 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 cheerleader guy. But he sounds like a snake oil salesman. Right? And, and these remedies are not going to cure the Seahawks here. They look like a middle-of-the-road team, They're eight and eight, seven and nine, like a, a, a Jeff Fisher-type team. Russell Wilson will put up a great a bunch of stats. They're not going to win. All right, there it is, Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Ben, you failed this That edition. is a win for me. What Coop said in my headphones is I won, so I won the game. That's a winner. A winner. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Attention, everyone. And the password is... Password. You idiot. 
Password, the word game of the stars. Here's Ben Maller. And away we go. It is password time each and every week at about this time we play passwords. Welcome in our contestants for this week's edition of Password. We have our combatants lined up. We say hello to Jed who fled. Hello, Jed. When I was at Troy University, after workouts, we drank a souped-up version of chocolate milk, dude. You're always on point. You always know what you're talking about. That's a tremendous job by you backing up my point earlier. And we have Sean in the Hoosier State of Indiana. Hello, Sean. How's it going, Ben? Welcome, Sean. What do you do for a living, Sean? Uh, I'm a lab tech in the chemistry lab. Cool. Like at a school or something like that, or like a business? or. Yeah, no, okay, I mean, I said I two things and everything, but no, the production lab. Production lab, production, I got you. Yeah. Got you. Okay, cool. Very cool. Uh, all right, well, good luck to you, Sean. Hold on a sec. And uh, Jed, of course, eats gizzards and all that stuff. We learned that last time he called up. Jed, who would you like to partner up with, Jed? Hey, man, man I'm going to save you from going to the, uh, going with a narcotics manufacturer, apparently. Uh, go with you, Ben. Okay, <laughs> very good. It's me and Jed. And Sean, who would you like to partner up with, Sean? Uh, Eddie. All right, Eddie it is. Very good. He didn't deny it, yes. <laughs> All right, so we have a list of ten words, gentlemen. We start out with ten points for every word. We go down to nine, eight, seven, six, five, four. Then we throw the word out because we get tired. You listening as you drive around or you attempt to go back to sleep, whatever it might be, you can play along with the show. Let's get started, Jed. Pick a number between one and ten. Three. Word number three. All right. The clue is bargain. Negotiate? No. All right, Sean, Ben said bargain. My clue to you is discount. Deal? No. All right. Sale? Uh, yes, that's right, Jed. Good job by you. Uh, you got it right. It is a sale. So we... Eight points. Eight points for that. I don't want to give take... Eddie credit, man, but let's get it together. Here we go. Let's get it together. No, nah, a bargain. A sale, is a, <laughs> a sale is a bargain, you yeah. schmuck. He doesn't want to give me credit, but I deserve it. No, nah, I get... Yeah, I gave, a, I I gave a good you know, clue. Any, I gave a better clue. Good okay? job, Eddie. My clue set up all other clues. You're up, Sean. Pick a number one to ten, but not three. Number one. Number one, E. Numero Z. Uno. Don't listen Easy. to that. Easy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Sean, the password for you, the clue is recall. Remember? Yes. How about yeah, that? That was, that was easy. That was the easiest board of the board. The lead. You don't celebrate oh. easy wins. Ten you, know, eight. You, think the Harlem, you think the Harlem Globe trying to celebrate beating the Washington Generals? No. All What's right. the score, yeah, Ben? Actually, every time they do. All right, you're back up. No, that's incorrect. That's a lie, Sean. All right, go number ahead, Jed. Eight. eight. All right. Word number <laughs> eight. Why? Maybe we should skip that one. Number nine. <laughs> All right, yeah. Good point, Coop. Yeah, right, Coop. Should I do the PSA on the weed thing again? <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Just for the record, word number eight that Coop had, which we will not be using, was memory. Which <laughs> seems eerily similar to remember. All right. Anyway, you, you pick number nine, Jed? Yeah, it's fine. All right. Let's go with championship. Trophy? No. Oh, terrible, man. That's a bad job by you, Jet. I got this Koopa Loop problem, dude, to be honest with you. I understand. It's not helping the game. Hmm. All right. Um, Sean, are you familiar with the Maller Maneuver? Oh, don't be using my name like this. Come on. Yes. Okay. Well, Ben said championship. Man, Eddie better not have a better clue than you, dude. So we're, we're using the Maller Maneuver. Ben said championship. <laughs> Heavyweight? Okay, maybe I'm not. Um. Ooh, he doesn't know the Mallard Maneuver. We need an answer. Uh, contender. No. Title. Oh, oh yes! Oh, my God! He got it right again! My clues are amazing! It's like Eddie has two partners. Yeah. My hey, clues I, are I, amazing! My bad, Eddie. Yeah, I know. He came step, I didn't even know what was. I didn't Everyone's know what talking. What was Everyone talk at the same time. Uh, title. It's great radio. Title. Great radio. Title. Uh, okay. All right. Title was where we and Jed got it right, so we hey, take the lead. That's it. We're out of time. I, you're, the, you're the man, Ben. 
That's it. We're out of time. That's uh, it. That's because it. Jed got two answers from my clues. No, no, my clues. I am the winner. No, you're not the winner. Jed and I win. Incorrect. Jed and I win. No, good job. Incorrect. Jed, you get a golden Jed ticket, and, and I get credit no, for no, win. No, no, no. My clues set up everything. He, he didn't even give a clue. He I, answered off of my clue my directly clue off of my clue. Team Jetty, we win. My clue started. Another win for Valor. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.